for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far great exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Romans 8.18 For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Can somebody say, this too shall pass? We're at a tipping point this morning. We're at a turnaround season this morning. We're at a moment of time where things are tipping in our favor. All the oppression of the enemy is producing power. All the attacks of the enemy is producing power in your life. And you're about to be propelled into greater things that you would not have had the opportunity had those problems not come your way. Can you turn me up just a little bit? These light afflictions, these light afflictions cannot be compared with what God is preparing in you in the midst of it. The valley that you find yourself in, the accusation that is coming against you, the lie, the sickness, disease, that mountain, all of these things, if you let God arise in the midst of your life, will be nothing more than a platform to unveil God's greatness that he put on the inside of you before you even came to this planet. Pain produces power. Problems produce power. Say, I'm going through. What I'm going through, I'm going through. Hey! Your identity is not in your infirmity. Your identity is not in your problem. It's not in your past. It's not in the frailty of your flesh. It's not in the failures of your past. Your identity is in whose you are. Can you, can you hear me this morning? Don't, don't say Barry's just going on a tangent uh, and I got to, you know, just put up with this right now for a few minutes. But this is the word of the Lord. What you're going through is producing something greater than you could ever imagine. And God is able to make all his grace abound to you. So in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound. Say, I'm about to abound. I'm about to abound. Can I just induce you with enough hope to begin to believe again? Begin to dream again. There's a greater grace that's coming on. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Rev. Kev's life scripture. To him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that you're able to imagine, think, or even dream up. There's a power on the inside of you trying to get out of you. There's a power of God that's on the inside of you right now. And it's trying to flow out of you and begin to correct everything coming against you. 
the burden lifting, yoke destroying power of God is present to heal this morning. Can I get a better amen somewhere? The burden lifting, yoke destroying power of his presence is here this morning to correct some issues in our lives. In Jesus' name. Tori, you want to share that? This morning as I was getting ready for church, um, God brought me back to a vision I saw in the summertime. And I was breaking through all these barriers and these personal problems I was having to fight. And um, he brought me back to this place. And But the walls that I was breaking were 10 times bigger this time. And But they were like concrete and they were brick and they were awful. And But it wasn't for my personal life this time. It was for Canada. It was for my generation. These were the walls that my school had built up. These were the walls that the devil tried to keep building and building. And they just got to this point where... It looked so big, and I was like, God, you're insane. Why do you think I can break these? And I was putting on this suit, and God was like, hey, we're going to break these now. And I was like, hi, you're funny. No, I'm not. Um, send someone else. I don't want to do this. And he said, Tori, you are capable. I need you to do this. I said, God, you're insane. I can't do this. And he said, but don't you call me a God of impossibilities. And I said, oh, okay, way to hit me with that one. And so then I said, okay, let's do this. So I walk up to the first wall, and I barely even have to put my foot up, and God immediately crushes it. I walk up to the second wall, and God crushes it. I walk up to the third wall, and God crushes it. And I look at God, and I said, there's something behind this. And he said, this is what is about to happen. You have to understand that Canada is about to break down walls, and it's going to go to different nations, and, my, and your generation is about to break down walls your church is about to break down walls I said okay okay we can do that we can do that and he said but I need you to understand something when a wall comes I need you to actually put on this suit and declare without me standing beside you I'll always be there but you need to know inside of you that you can do this no matter the consequence even when the ball look even when the wall looks huge you need to go forward and I just said okay I will do that no problem I will do that because when you say yes to God, he says yes to you. And that's something I've had to personally learn. But when God brought me back to this vision, especially during worship, I just kept seeing all these walls break. These walls break. And they were these huge walls. And I was just like, I don't get it. And he said, I just need you to believe. I need you to break these walls and I need you to believe. Amen. Come on, amen. Amen. So, Tori, that, that was like a hazmat suit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a hazmat suit. That, a hazmat suit is something that you put on before you go into a toxic environment. There are toxic environments that we are walking into, that we have to walk into, but we have to have suitable suits for the environment that we're about to walk into. And you get, there are whole wardrobes of suitable suits on the inside of you. And if you spend time with it, you'll begin to be clothed with the presence. We have to spend time in the presence to get clothed with the appropriate suitable armor, suitable clothing for the environment that we're about to step into so that we can break down the walls and begin, begin to bring liberty to our spheres of influence. Say, Father, clothe me today with the suitable suit for my environment, for my atmosphere. Because, Father, I want to break down the walls. 
I want my breakthrough today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Nikki. Just share with you. During worship, I, I saw a picture. Uh, we were swimming in a current, and we were just, just swimming, just keep swimming. And then suddenly, the current shifted, and it was a forced change. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just a natural, gradual change. It was an abrupt change where the current changed. And as that happened, I began to see people were stunned, and they began to wake up, and they began to wake up. And then I saw scales falling from their eyes. And that is what is happening this morning. There's a shift that is being forced. We're waking up and scales are falling from our eyes. Hallelujah. 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 Father God, so we give, we give into that shift. We're not going to swim against your current, Lord God. We're, we're going to be, we're, Lord God, we're going to get caught up in your current affairs. We're going to get caught up in your current spirit. We're going to get caught up in the current, the current word that you have for us this morning. We're going to caught up, Lord God, and we're going to take that drastic turn, and we're going to wake up, Lord God. We wake up this morning to all of your goodness. We wake up to your promises that, that are yes and amen to them that believe. We wake up to that mountain-moving faith this morning. Father God, we wake up to the fact that you're, gonna, you're about to do it again. 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 Hey! I have some words of knowledge I'd like to just release right now. The Lord says, if I give you words of knowledge, are you going to release them? And I said, yes. He said, well, make sure you do. And I said, okay. Chronic depression is being broken right now. Anxiety, according to, and so this is not necessarily a word of knowledge, but anxiety, according to psychiatry, is up about a thousand percent. Anxiety, anxiousness, and has to do a lot with PTSDs, post-traumatic stress disorder. There's several of you, 13 of you, that you're either in an accident or a divorce or a traumatic situation where, where you got stuck. I want to say God is unstucking you today. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the spirit behind post-traumatic stress disorder. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against that spirit, that spirit that is trying to stop, stifle, contain. But I thank you, Father God, for the burden-lifting, yoke-destroying, wall-breaking anointing right now in Jesus' name, breaking us through. Breaking us out of and breaking us into. I thank you for the break into as well as the break out of. And Father God, I thank you. I take authority over that spirit of trauma. Could everybody just close your eyes for just a, a, a quick minute? Could everybody close their eyes just to, just to appreciate somebody else's privacy just for a minute could you close your eyes please thank you who, who is suffering under anxiousness or anxiety one two three four five six seven eight nine 
10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Okay, put your hands down. Okay, can I have everybody just lift your hands like you're about to receive a present? Father God, your Bible says in Romans 5, 5, that hope no longer disappoints us, but you have poured out your love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who you have given to us. Father God, you said that we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You said in 1 John 4, 18, that perfect love casts out all fear. So, Father God, today we use our corporate anointing. We use that. We step into that global anointing. We step into the anointing, Father God, and we release a spirit of love to rise up in the midst of us and a, and a, and a corporate grace of love to be released in Jesus' name. The gift of love to displace all fear now in Jesus' name. Thank you for setting us free from fear. Thank you for setting us free from fear today. Thank you for setting us free from anxiety today. Thank you for setting us free from an anxious spirit today. And thank you for greater liberty than we've ever known in our entire lives. In Jesus' name. And if anybody agrees with any of that, can you just give God a hand clap of praise this morning? Hallelujah! Come on, give him a shout of praise this morning like he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hey! Ho! Hey, 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 hey. Amen. Woo! Can you, give the, can you give the worship team, the praise team, a, a thank you as well? Amen, 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 amen. Jesus is alive and well. Jesus is alive and well. <laughs> Jesus is alive. He's sitting with his heavenly father intervening and interceding for you and for me. Guess where you are? With him. Right in him next to him, all around him, and he's in you. Say, I. I. Thank you, three people. Let's try that again. Say, I. I. Have become, become. because of the blood of Jesus Christ, Christ. I I. have become become. one One. with the Spirit of God. God. Woo! Oh, Oh, wow. Hey, Joe, can you FaceTime this or FaceLive this? I don't care. Yeah, sure. I had some people that want, wanted to face live this one. Facebook live, that one too. I don't know. See, I have become one with the spirit of the living God. Say law. Say law. No, say law. 
pause and reflect. We become one with the spirit of the living God. Okay, everybody do this like a good Italiano. Put it up to your head. A kaboom. There's a revelation of how that we have become one with the spirit of the living God that is coming to us and it's increasing even today. We're about to understand some things about becoming one with the Spirit of God. What does that, what are the implications? What is the power of the cross that created accessibility to the living God to come into our lives and become one with His Spirit? This is phenomenal. This is game changer. This is mind-blowing. This is, this is, this is stuff that, that is going to shift you out of your doldrum. This is going to shift you out of your valley. This is going to shift you out of, your, out of the pit that you find yourself. This is going to shift you out of that penitentiary that has been by. This is going to shift you out of the shackles. This revelation of becoming one with the Spirit of God, you're going to begin to believe that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You can do all things. Say, I can. Do all things through Christ. There are... No impossibilities within my purpose. Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Anybody else want to be healed this morning? Hallelujah. Does anybody feel freer than when you walked in? Some of that anxiousness is gone. Some of that anxiety is, is, is lifted off of your life. Come on. Hallelujah. Can we thank God for that this morning? Amen. I'm very, I'm very careful to, be, to have gratitude. When you, the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. If we're not thankful for what he's done, we won't, ex, we won't be able to receive to maximum potential what he wants to give. Say, I am thankful. Your gratitude will determine your altitude. When you enter into his gates with thanksgiving, you're entering into the authority of heaven. Your thankfulness begins to open up gateways that were not available before you began to be thankful. A thankful heart and thankfulness announced into this realm opens up gates that were formerly closed opens up areas of authority. You begin to step into the authority of God when you begin to be thankful. That one's for free. I'm not even taking up an extra offering. There are breathing issues. Somebody has uh, emphysema that is being healed this morning. Emphysema. You're being healed of, of breathing issues. If you have a breathing issue, you should reach out and grab this right now. Breathing issues are being healed right now. Whenever the words of knowledge, that means that God is present to heal. Words of knowledge are coming forward. That means that you can reach out and grab what you need today. And if you have anything around a breathing issue, even blockages in your throat, 
your esophagus area, block it, something that's trying to block you from breathing properly, God is healing that this morning. Who's that? Amen. He's healing you right now. <clears throat> You're going to feel like even like a lozenger. You're going to feel a coolness, not, not, not so much a heat, but a coolness that's going to come through your throat. And, 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 he, and healing has come. I just decree and declare healing come now in Jesus' mighty name. And back there as well, healing now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. Healing come right now in Jesus'. Healing now in Jesus' name. Healing now in Jesus' name. We lift off the burden. We in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Now, this is a really weird one because tuberculosis is defeated, right? But every disease is defeated. There's somebody here that I don't know if Frank or Franco is here, and, and you have tuberculosis, but I think it's you know somebody somewhere else, and his name is Frank or Franco, and he's being healed of tuberculosis, TB. TB actually is, on, is trying to make an, uh, a comeback because people stop, are stopping giving uh, uh, vaccines and stuff. And, and, and I just want to tell you, there's somebody by the name of, I don't know, are you here this morning? I, I have a feeling you're not here this morning. I believe that somebody that you know, his name is Frank or Franco. Please let us know. But he's, I speak to that spirit of infirmity called uh, tuberculosis, TB. I, I break your hold over Frank's life, over Franco's life right now in Jesus' name. And we call healing come forth. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, heart conditions. Somebody's heart valve. There's a heart valve being healed this morning. A valve in your heart is being healed, not, not just a, a valve in your heart. Somebody needs a, a, a valve job. Who needs the valve? Barry's pointing at me. Well, if it's me, I'll take it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Barry's pointing at Barry. Jesus' name, I received my valve job. I don't know if I need one, but in Jesus' name, if I need it, I'll take it. Thank you, Lord. Who's, who needs the valve job? Okay, I see that hand. Jesus, Father God, we thank you for healing that valve right now. Thank you for healing, healing Marlene. Oh, thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for healing. Thank you for a blood flow, a blood flow right now. Right into Jody's heart, in Jesus' name. A blood flow, a blood, an increase, Lord God. Open accessibility for the, the flood to, to pump properly and that valve to be completely healed. <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Heart murmurs. A heart murmur. There's somebody, you have a heart murmur. Father God, we thank you for Dan. We thank you for, thank you for his faith, Lord God. Father God, in faith to get up from Niagara Falls and drive here this morning, Lord God. Father God, the faith to tap in, that he knew that this is something he needed today. Father God, so we just add our faith to Dan's faith right now. And I speak to that murmuring heart, that heart condition that is trying to murmur, trying to murmur stop, trying to murmur um, containment, trying to murmur the lies, trying to murmur and say there will be no victory. We break that lie right now in Jesus' name. We command healing to come into his heart. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can we just give God one more hand clap of praise for that this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's, it's, like I said, it's really good to be home this, this morning in the house of the Lord, get to, to worship uh, with my family. 
We've been walking together with Kevin and Sherry for over 20 years. Even when I went on that short stint over to, to my reservation where I grew up, uh, and we pastored there. Uh, I, actually, I was uh, started off, we attended there, and then I became a, a board member of the church, and then I became on staff with David and Erica Bobeer, and we loved them so much, but God said we had to come back to Desert Stream, and, and we've been walking together this time for uh, about 17, 18 years, so it's been, it's been a while, and it's been good. It's been, it's been great, and I just honor Pastor Kevin and Sherry. Can you thank them as mother and father of the house? You can't, you can't beat history and you can't beat experience. When I travel around the world and literally I've been, like we've been from Cal, I've been out west three times in the last month. I, I was in Edmonton, all through, all through Alberta. I came back for a day. Tammy and I and the girls flew out to California. And then we came back for a day and then I flew back out to Edmonton and I drove back. And when I got to the airport to come back this last time from Edmonton, I show up at, at my gate. I bought the ticket two months ago, a month and a half before I show up last Thursday. And they said, sorry, Mr. Miracle, they've booked, overbooked the flight by 30 people. 30 people? You overbooked by 30? Did I, you said three? 30. 30 people? 30 people. This is the internal dialogue I was having. But I was like, you overbooked by 30 people? That sounds like a personal problem. I paid for this ticket a month and a half, two months ago. My seat's on there somewhere. I couldn't book, I couldn't book my ticket, I couldn't book my seat the night before because it wouldn't let me on. And I, I was like, you can't be serious. I have to speak in Stratford on Sunday morning. That was last Sunday. I have to, I have to be in Ontario because I gotta, I gotta speak in Stratford on Sunday morning. This is Thursday. I said, sir, we'll give you $800. We'll give you a ticket back, uh, ticket money back, and we'll put you up in a hotel and we'll be able to fly, fly you out of here in about four or five days. Like if, if it was Hawaii or Florida on the Gulf Coast or something, I would say, well, uh, let me think about that. <laughs> yeah. But I had to get to Stratford because I knew God wanted to do something in Stratford. And God did do something in Stratford. And a lady wrote a book about the healing that, 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 that God performed through me for her 18 years ago. And I just found out about it. She wrote a book about it. She was completely healed of chronic fibromyalgia, and chronic depression. In one moment. One moment with one God equals one fantastic experience. So I'm like, no. They said, sir, sir um, just go on Swoop or Flare. They're two new, new uh, um, airlines. And I said, um, you guys messed up. Why do I have to do the research? I, he says, well, sir, we would do it for you, but we just don't have accessibility. I said, okay. So uh, I'm standing there. He said, sir, you're going to have to go sit down. I'm a white-looking kid that went to an all-Indian school. I found out how to scrap a long time ago.
But I, and, and I, I said, okay, but I didn't go sit down. I went over and I stood beside the counter out of the way because, say this after me, proximity is power. You've been called into the places where you've been called because proximity is power. God needed a light agent there. So I, here's the counter, and here's a pillar, and I'm standing here, and they say, sir, you're going to have to go sit down. Mr. Mark, go sit down. So I go like this. And I looked up on Flair, and I looked up on Swoop. The earliest I could get out is on um, Saturday. Well, I have to get home and change and clothe and, and, and get in my right mind because Tammy will tell me what I need to do. And so I'm like, there's no, no, what, what? And then I came to myself. I said, Father, I need favor right now. I need favor right now. Angels, go get my seat. Within a minute, within a minute, I had my ticket. With, as I'm standing there, within a minute, I saw the ticket come out. Miracle. Go get in line over there. I take the ticket. I'm, I'm like, I didn't even know which way to go. I'm like, I'm, like I'm, I'm trying to be cool about this, you know. And when I get down, going, walking down to the thing that you got to go down to, I, I'm like, oh, my God, you did it. <laughs> Man of faith, power for the hour. Oh, my God, I'm actually getting on this flight. I was blown away. But say favor ain't fair. Right, Derek? Favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. It's not what you know, it's who you know. From Jesus Christ right on down through. Like, I, there was a, a couple people that were really crying and really upset. I've never seen RCMP with a, a, a machine gun at a Canadian airport, let alone even in America. I've never seen it. Maybe in, in, in Honduras or in Israel, I see all kinds of people walking around with M16. But they had, they had M, an M16 and another officer fully loaded with the cat gear, everything, waiting in case something was about to break out. Some crazy Indian is about to get on the plane. We need to, uh, wants to get on that plane. Paging, paging, paging. I don't know. I don't think it was me, but I was just like blown away with the intensity of the moment. They were grounded, yeah. But God, can somebody say, but God? But God. This is a but God moment in your life today, Jamie. This is a but God moment. Daniel chapter 7 verse 21 says, I saw the horn making war against the saints and prevailing against him. The Bible says until. Say this is my until moment. There are moments in time that shift and change everything. 
we were swimming, and we just keep on swimming. Okay, I know something coming. Just keep on swimming, right, Nikki? There's, just keep on swimming, and all of a sudden, we get caught up in the current in a moment. You're about to get caught up in the current of the Spirit. If, if you could just add your faith to what's happening here this morning, you're about to get caught up in the Spirit. You're about to get caught up in the current, and he's about to propel you. The power of God is coming into your life this morning to propel you further than you would not have been able to have the opportunity had that problem not come your way. You're about to be propelled specifically because of the problems. I could have sat there and just said, oh, well, or I could have engaged my faith. In one moment, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says that you were transferred from the kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love. Colossians 1 chapter 13, or chapter 1 verse 13. In one moment, say in one moment. In one moment of time. Say one moment of time. Everything can change. All the promises of God are yes and amen. To who? To those that what? Those that believe. You have to engage your faith. You have to engage. You have to lay hold. Paul the Apostle says, I must lay hold of those things that, that he laid on me. There are some things that we must lay hold of this morning. We need to lay hold of the mountain-moving faith this morning. Right, Sean? We have to lay hold of that. That was laying hold of you, and when it laid hold of you, you laid hold of that. And I want to tell you, there are mountains that are moving this morning on your behalf, Sean. There are mountains that are moving. There are mountains that are moving today. But we got to speak to them. We're going to speak to them before we go this morning. Hallelujah. This message this morning is it's called Reigning in Life by Grace. Say, I need to reign in life. Your legacy really matters. The longevity of your legacy really matters. There are hereditary curses that Tammy and I are breaking off of our lives because of hereditary curses that have no place in our lives, that our children will never have to deal with things that we had to deal with. And Tammy and I have been healed so many times at so many altars and by so many words that, that we, we don't even know sometimes that we, when we got up from the altar what was gone from us, what insecurity, what hurt, what wound. A man gets his, his confidence from his mother, and my mother was no fool. No, my, that was a joke I was going to say. But my mom left me when I was four. I was going to say, my mama never raised no fool because she left me at four. I'm 52. I don't think it's too late or too early. There are things that you can be healed of. There are things that you must stand in the gap for that you're, like Moses was supposed to take certain uh, pro property in the promised land and, and, and certain, he, he had to take things that, that, that Joshua had to come behind him and actually take. Don't leave your junk to your children. You can break off the hereditary curses and stop right here. Have a great day, Des. Is this something I said? I love you too. Have a great day, bro.
have to learn how to reign in life. And we have to do it by his grace, by his enabling power. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, and God is able. You could turn there as I'm quoting it to you. And God is able to make all his grace abound to me so that in all things, at all times, having all that I need, I will abound to every good work and charitable donation. I, I, am, I am abounding in this life because of his grace. Paul the Apostle says, but for the grace of God, there go I. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. That it's the grace of God that enables me. The the grace of God that gave me such an amazing wife as Tammy. A grace of God that gave me amazing children that I have. And and daughter-in-law as well. And and, and, uh, the grace of God that is upon my life that I can travel around the world. It's it's unfair favor that I've received. Unmerited favor that I received and began to walk in. That I can be everything that God called me to be. Because he graced my life. I am only what I am by the grace of God. And but for the grace of God, I could be just like anybody else. I could be just like any one of my forefathers. I could be, but no, thanks be unto God. I've been set free. I am set free in every way from anyone's control. Whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. I've been set free for freedom's sake, and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. I am free. Are you free this morning? Are you free in every way from anyone's control, including your past uh, failures and the frailty of your flesh and the hereditary curses? I want to tell you this morning, you are set free in every way. By the grace of God, say, I am reigning in life because of his grace. Well, I don't feel like I'm raining this morning. You know what? You need to change your confession. You need to create the atmosphere by the words of your mouth. You ever go visit Aunt Millie, and she's the most miserable person on the planet, and you just can't wait to get out of here? You got to go because it's the thing you got to do. You got to be family, and you got to go visit Aunt Millie once a year, whether you want to or not. But when you get there, you just can't wait to get out of there. Did I stutter or something? I don't know. But then you go, to, you go to see Grandpa, Grandpa Jones, and he's the kindest man. He always has candy in his pocket. He always, has, always leaves. Whenever you leave, you always get money. You just love to be around him. And you send, yeah, shaka, maha, I make you almost speak in tongues. Love being with Grandpa. What? And, and you, there's an atmosphere that's created by people that have a good confession. That people that are speaking positive. Jesus says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Your words matter. Your voice matters. There's victory in your voice. There's deliverance in your declaration. And there's power in your praise. Come on, this is not just rhetoric. This is life. There's victory in my voice. My, my words matter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Nothing was made except that it was made by the Word. The Bible says that he made everything and, and holds it together by the power of his Word. This world re- responds to what it was made up out of. This world re- responds to words. This world responds to words. This world responds to words. This world responds to your Word. Your sound shatters shackles. When the the children of Israel were walking around Jericho, 
Six days, they walked. Six days, they kept quiet. Six days, they kept marching out of obedience. Come on, does it feel like you're on the fourth day, on the fifth day? But you're, I want to say keep marching in obedience. Just keep going. Just keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Just keep marching. Because say the seventh day will show up one day. The bricks. Can you hear me this morning? Testing, testing. Can you hear me? The bricks that made the walls of Jericho were made of a clay, a wild clay. The, world, the word wild in, in, the, in the New Testament, it talks about how John the Baptist ate wild honey. It's, it's honey that was taken from the region. The clay that made the bricks, the mortar, that would build the walls of Jericho were, made, were taken from that land. Say, my promised land. Any obstacles of the enemy that he has built within your promised land was built from the dirt within your spheres of influence. Can you hear me this morning? Say, Father, help me. Before time began, there was a frequency put into your land. And when the, when the enemy built the obstacles of Jericho, he built it from the land in the promised land that was promised to the children of Israel. When they ruad with a teruah, when they shouted with a great shout, the resonation that came from the children of Israel went into those bricks that knew the resonation and, and, and the resonation that was released into those bricks that came out of their promise began to come down by a shout of faith. When you have faith and you make a declaration, the verber reverberation that comes out of your life will penetrate the walls that are separating you and explode because the anointing was already there. The anointing was in the clay. The anointing was already in your promised land. There's nothing that can stand before you if you begin to decree and declare the word of God out of your mouth. I know God's going to build on that revelation. Just say, Father, help me. I'm going to expand on that, you know, months down the road. But all of your walls have God's DNA design. Already, already at the base of it. And it's waiting for an authentic sound from heaven to come out of you that will break down the walls that separate you. And God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable donation. Let me read it in the Amplified Translation. Say, reigning in life. When God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, say all circumstances, regardless of the need, 
Amen. Have complete sufficiency in everything. Say, in everything. Being completely self-sufficient in him. And have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For it is by grace God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ. That you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment, and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of, your, of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by trespass of one Adam, death reigned through one Adam, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in eternal life through one Jesus Christ. Okay, here's the, um, I want to read out of the Passion Translation. Has, has anybody seen the Passion Translation? It's, uh, it's pretty good, yeah. This is found in, and it's a little bit of reading, so just bear with me. Um, Romans chapter 5, verse 12 through 21. When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. Sin entered human experience, and death was the result. And so death followed this sin, casting its shadow over all humanity. Because of all have sinned. Sin was in the world before Moses gave the written law. But it was not charged against them where no law existed. Yet death reigned as king from Adam to Moses. Even though they hadn't broken a command, the Adam had, that Adam had. Sorry, the way Adam had. The first man, Adam, was a picture of the Messiah who was to come. Now there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. For the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crime. Say, in my life, the grace of God far outweighs the crime. It's true that many died because of, the, of one man's transgression. But how much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of what one man, Jesus, the Messiah, did for us? And this free-flowing gift imparts to us much more than, was, than what was given to us through the one who sinned. For because of one transgression, we are all facing death, sentenced with a verdict of guilty. But the gracious gift leaves us free from our failures and brings us into the perfect righteousness of God, acquitted with the words, not guilty. Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. Say, but now. But now, how much more we are held in the grip of grace. Come on. How much more now are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life? Ah, but now how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life? 
enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. Say, Father, help me. We have to begin to see ourselves the way he sees us. He calls you a king and a priest. Say, I am royalty. Say, I am salt and light. So that makes me tasty and brilliant. It's okay, you can laugh at that. That's Say, I am tasty and brilliant. I am royalty. God wants us to reign in life. You know why it's important that you reign in life? Because you've got to be somebody else's breakthrough. It's not us more, shut the door, praise the Lord. It's not get all you can, can, sit on the can and spoil the rest. What? The world has an idea that you've got to get all you can, can all you get, sit on the can and spoil the rest. No, 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 no. You've got to be somebody else's breakthrough. It's time for you to receive the favor of God. Daniel chapter 21, Daniel chapter 7 verse 21 says, I saw the horn making war against the saints and prevailing against them until, until a favor, a judgment of favor was made on behalf of the saints and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Amen? Say, it's my time to possess my promised land. There's a breakthrough anointing here this morning that is breaking you out of problems and breaking you out of the past and about to break you into your promises. Oh, my word, where am I going? Oh, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me. I only have 16 more pages. What do I do? But the law came and increased and expanded the awareness of the trespass by defining and unmasking sin. But where sin increased, God's remarkable, gracious gift of grace, his unmerited favor, has surpassed it and increased all the more so that as sin reigned in death, so also grace would reign through righteousness, which brings eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You might know this translation better. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Where, where, you, where you're finding a lot of problems, There's greater promises wanting to come forward. There's a greater grace, enabling power. And, and I want to decree and declare to you today that God's grace is God's enabling power. That every time the enemy comes in like a flood, that, he, that, that God is raising up a standard against the flood, against the circumstance, against the bear, the lion, the mountain, and the giant, against everything that you're going through. There's a greater grace that's been made available. God put the grace in your ground before time began. Before, before time began, Jesus was your Savior before he was your creator. And he went ahead of time and he put all the grace that you would ever need into those problems ahead of the time before there was a problem. So that when you would call on his name, when you call on that grace, that the greater grace would come. It's your day to receive your greater grace to propel you into that better day. Do not settle. Stand with me this morning. Can somebody go to the keys? And I'm just going to release everybody. Everybody that needs to go, thanks, John. Everybody that needs to go, 
I bless you in Jesus' name. It is 1150. If you stick around, the Baptists will already have eaten at Swiss Chalet. And then you'll just come in for that second wave. Come on. You won't have to wait in line. But I really feel that this is your, there's a breakthrough moment coming. There's a breakthrough moment coming for you this morning. Somebody say until. Say this is my until moment. Say I am the breakthrough. Say I am an answer to my spheres of influence. I'm not a problem to be solved. I'm an answer being delivered. I am the breakthrough for my family, for my job, for my church. I am the breakthrough. A judgment of favor has been made. And we're going to lay hold of that judgment this morning. So many of us are, can you hear me this morning? So many of us are just treading water, waiting for that day when the current will catch us. The current's here. The current word of the Lord is, this is your tipping point. This is your turnaround season. The devil's a liar. Your circumstances are trying to silence you. Can you hear me this morning? Your circumstances are trying to silence you. The enemy's trying to steal your voice and trying to steal your victory. Trying to steal your family. Trying to steal your legacy. Say, not today, devil. This is this is my turning point. Every tribulation has a turning point. Every cross has a crown. Every tribulation has a turning point. Every cross has a crown. And every problem and every pain must have a payday. Say, this is my payday. Say, this is my payday. Say, Father, I call on the greater grace to come into my life. I call on the enabling power made available for me. I call it in right now, right now. The Bible says, sing, O barren. Break forth and sing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the barren than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. James, if we could just, if we could just praise in the midst of our pit, we will be propelled into our best days. If we could just praise in the midst of that valley, if we could just praise in the midst of that, if we could just lift up our voice and, and shout praises unto God, right in the midst of our problems this morning, this day, we're breaking out and we're breaking in.
so many times I've, I've wanted to throw in the towel. So many times I've, I wanted to just say, I'm, there's too many problems. This, this pain's too bad. This circumstance is too great. Can you hear me this morning? So many times. There's been so many onslaughts of the enemy. The enemy came, has come in so many times with so many floods. And all I could do at times was just stand. But guess what? I just, I kept on standing. We have a grace to stand today. And today you're still standing. Today you're still standing. It's not too late. It's not too late for you today. You know why? Because you came this morning. You showed up this morning. You're still standing. The Bible says if you stand and all things stand, you will see the deliverance of the Lord in the land of the living. Father, I call forth the judgment of favor. The judgment that you, you decreed and declared over our lives, Lord God, this morning. We call it into the now. Father, I call for favor. I release favor. We release favor. As a leadership of this house, as pastors in this house, we release favor. The judgment of favor we release unto you. That judgment of favor is about to judge everything coming against you. I think I was in the midst of releasing everybody. I don't know if I did or not, but if you need to go, you need to go. But I want to, if you need a breakthrough this morning, there's a breakthrough anointing. The angel breakthrough is here. The angelic realm is here. God is here. A breakthrough anointing is here now. Can you just make your way to the front if you need a breakthrough this morning? Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the anointing, Lord God, that came in the midst of worship. Just make your way up. Come, come close. Father God, we thank you for the words that have been released this morning through song and through declaration. And we plead the blood of Jesus Christ right now. And we thank you for these seeds producing a harvest of life. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Have a great week. Graham Cook's coming next week. It's going to be amazing. If you, could you just step just maybe about three steps forward? People are coming behind you. Great, thank you. That's awesome. There's three people that stand here this morning and they, you feel that it's too late. You feel it's over. You feel that it's an impossibility. That you don't know how you're going to make it back from this one. And I just want to tell you in Jesus' name, the devil's a liar. That his grace is, is sufficient. His enabling power. His enabling power. His grace is sufficient. Where you're the weakest, that's where he comes in with the greatest amount of his grace. So, Father, I break that lie off of our lives today. In Jesus' mighty name.
Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the anointing of breakthrough. Thank you for a breakthrough anointing this morning. I don't know who can help me with catching, but I'll need a couple catchers, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.